Welcome back to Ground and Spirits Podcast, a place where you can learn to connect with nature, new perspectives, and most importantly, yourself. I'm Laura Lynn, and today we are going to be diving so deep into nature. And what I consider nature is literally everything that that God created. And I believe that God created astrology, and then thousands of years ago, um, we, he, as humans were able to like download this information to help us. And what I was thinking about too, is that also in nature is DNA and DNA is a set of instructions that goes out to every single one of our cells in order for our cells to be able to do their job and to help us be better people, you know? And I feel like similarly, our souls are like the cells that make up the body of God. And I feel like we're raising our vibrations because then that raises the collective's vibrations, with which then like makes God a better being. And everything's just about growth. So that's what's really beautiful about all of this. And so the same way that our cells have DNA, like a set of instructions to do what they need to do, we also have a set of instructions so that we know what we need to do. It's just a matter of knowing what those instructions are because so many of us feel lost. So many of us don't know, like, are we doing the right thing? And it's kind of like that um, that body, New Perspectives on the Human Body episode I did a while back that you have to, like, we have, we've been playing into the imagination of a few people instead of playing into our own imagination about our bodies and how we view ourselves. The same way it goes, like, with astrology that, like, astrology is so beyond personalized. Like, I'm supposed to do a break, but here we go. I'm just gonna start this part and then we'll get into, like, what the actual episode is gonna be about. But, Um, but yeah, astrology is so personalized. I've been doing a lot of readings recently and you can book a reading if you want to, too. Um, but I've been doing a lot and it's really interesting, like how Leo risings have just been attracted to me. Um, and that's the cool thing about a rising sign is that you don't even know your rising sign if you don't know astrology. And, and a lot of people, like I said earlier in my last episode, that, People don't even sometimes know, like, what time they were born. Like, they had to go ask their their mom or get their birth certificate out. And, and yeah, and so, like, not knowing, like, that huge part of yourself is just wild to me. Like, I feel like if I had known I was an Aquarius rising growing up, I wouldn't have felt so different and so weird. And, like, it would make more sense of, like, why I want to go against the green and that being weird is my superpower. And I feel like for me, my um my IC is in Taurus. And so like always need to have that like perfect, like stable image to everybody when inside I was like dying. And now to like that's like <laughs> I feel like Tauruses are like so perfect and everything's so beautiful and so just like put together and like Scorpios like the reading that I just did 
she was talking about how her Scorpio, she sometimes she that's her Scorpio son, and sometimes she feels like kind of like, how did what was the exact word she used? Um, I'm gonna say weird because I can't think of the word that she was like. I'm like scared of like showing, like telling people that I'm a Scorpio because Scorpios get such a bad rap, and it's true, they do. And so I feel like I always like stayed clear of that, but that's my midheaven. I need to get into that. And I'll, I'll talk more about what each of these signs mean. That's what this episode is going to be about. But the point is, is that this is so personalized that even if you, like I said, everyone's been the Leo rising, but everyone's readings has just been so wildly different. And it's because that's just one piece of the puzzle and so just like DNA, you have these this set of instructions, but the thing is that even two cells next to each other, they may not do the same thing. Like there has to be a like cutting off point. Like me moving my finger is gonna be different, like from the bottom of my my finger than like the first cell that has that gets that, that direction to move. So even if you're right next to each other, even if you're born around the same time you're gonna have a different thing to do and you're gonna have a different reading and different set of instructions and even with my finger moving the the cells at the bottom of my finger that get the instruction to move compared to the cells at the tip of my finger that get the instruction to move they're gonna have a different perspective so not only is it like your instructions are gonna be different your perspective is different and that's all in your chart and so I truly view your birth chart as a set of instructions that is just for you, that no one else is going to have these set of instructions because they're yours. And that's why I feel it's so important to, to do a birth chart reading and to really dive deep into who you are and why you are the way you are and that everything is good. I feel like, especially in society today, that, like, we put ourselves down so much because we're trying to, like, quote-unquote, like, fit in or we're trying to um, just, like, play by someone else's rules, someone else's imagination, like I was saying earlier. Um, but having this chart, like, it just, everything just makes so much sense. And then you're able to see, like, okay, here's where I'm hurting. Let me, like, go to this part so I can learn how to grow and how to be like my best self. And so I'll get into that after the break. Okay, so in my last birth chart uh, episode, I talked about all the houses and then I talked about like how to find your rising sign and um, that kind of stuff. But in this episode, I want to get into the zodiacs so this one I mean I could just tell you like oh the characteristics of a Leo are passionate loyal dominant proud you know like stuff like that but you can look that up anywhere and chances are you know what your sun sign is so whenever you were born like right now we're in Gemini season so um, if you were born between May 21st to I don't know, June 20th, probably. Um, hmm, I got it right. Yeah. 
So then you're you're born between those times and Ge- Gemini is your sun sign. So basically what that means is that the sun was because the sun was in Gemini in that time period. So the sun is in a, a different zodiac like in a month so like the cycles of month like and in the in a month and it's going to be the next sign then the next sign and every single planet has a different cycle and so that's what also makes it so cool so basically your birth chart is where how the sun how the um how space looked when you were born and so just the way that I think I probably said this before but I always like want to make sure everyone knows just the way that the moon dictates how the tides come in and out the same thing goes with all the other planets and so if you listen to the episode that I had with Indra Rinsler he and I were talking about how isn't it so amazing that we're put on this planet earth and we're in between we're in between Venus and Mars. Like, Venus and Mars are the closest to us, so they're going to have the, the biggest impact on us. And what are these planets? Venus as about your values, about how you love, about all of that. And Mars is about motivation and also, like, how you fight and how how you get... How you, it's also kind of like, I would say it's also a little of self-expression. Like, how do you show up in the world? And I feel like as, as a society, as just humanity, these are the major things that we need to work on. If we worked on these two things, there wouldn't be wars. Flat out, there would not be wars if every single human was good in these two things. Everything else in the chart, 100%, like, will impact you and it's definitely um important but those two are going to be your most important ones and it's just wild like how they're the ones that are closest to earth that these are the ones that are going to impact us the most um so this episode is not about the planets so i'll probably make that one next sunday but this episode is just going to be about the zodiacs and so what i'm gonna say is that each so like i said you could go and like research like each zodiac individually um but what i'm gonna tell you in this episode is like what does that zodiac mean in each house and and yeah so i'm doing these episodes for free you know like you could be listening to this for free I'm not going to have like everything written out or if I do, it's going to be like behind a paywall just because like I have been working really hard on coming up with all these different ways that like how to read um, birth charts and also kind of like in a new way because I feel like as a birth chart reader, you have a different perspective on how you read a chart where someone else Oh, okay. It's kind of like this. Like you could read a passage from Shakespeare and you read it one way, but then your English teacher is like, oh, but what about this? You know? But the thing is, is that your English teacher could say that, but then a, a different English teacher could say something completely different about the same passage. But you as a student, you're still learning. So you're not going to see all the intricacies that these teachers are going to see about this passage, even though you guys are all reading the same thing. And that's how I view birth chart reading. You can read it for yourself 
And that's why I'm giving you all this free information, you know, like the last one, like about the houses and then this episode about the zodiacs and about what each, what they mean in each of your houses. And you can also go on TikTok. There's so much free information out there about your birth chart. But the thing is, is that you reading your birth chart, you are going to get a good perspective about who you are. But if you come, if you go to a reader, whether it be me or somebody else, we're going to be able to help you dive even deeper into what all these different things mean. And so that, so my goal is, like I've always said, is just to share information that I'm learning. But obviously, if I am seeing your chart, I'm going to be able to give you more information. This is just like a general kind of thing. Um, but yeah, re- reading birth charts is just like the absolute coolest thing uh to like to understand people and I'm like getting I'm like so just like a quick like little brag because I've just been getting so good where before I would like like I did in the last episode like you need to like this is a way to figure out your rising time now I just like ask you a question just like how do you how do you experience anger or how do you experience like I had also like I see like deep questions from like because we're going to talk a little bit at the beginning just so I get like a sense of who you are and then honestly just by talking for like five minutes I'll I'll be able to say like oh like you're an earth rising sign or water or, or whichever element and then I ask you another question and then I'm able to figure it out and so from there I'm also able to figure out like what time and Here's like the wild part. I did it for my friend another um, a day. I forgot what day it was. But anyway, I did it for my friend a while back. And I literally got but within, within a five-minute range of the exact time that they were born. Like, they had their birth certificate, so they knew. But I had, like, I was, they're my friend, so I was just curious for me. Um, and so then I can, like, understand them a little better. And so I was just like mind blown that I literally got it right within five minutes. So it's like I said, like a quick, a quick brag, because I'm just like so impressed with myself or even like just like now, like family members, I don't need their birth charts. I mean, I don't need their birth, their time of birth. I just, actually, this person, I didn't have, didn't even look it up. I haven't even looked up if this thing is even a possibility that she's a Virgo rising, but I know, like, I would put money on it. I know for a fact she's a Virgo rising, and so it's just, like, really cool, like, as, like, you're building, like, your craft, like, I've been doing, I've been building this for two years, and me in my, um, like, I feel like this is, like, a very, like, Scorpio thing, because Scorpios are, like, diving into the unknown into like all that like mysterious like spiritual kind of stuff and so I feel like I was always like I don't want to share anybody and even the first time that I did it my husband's the one that like kind of pushed me and he's like hey do you guys want to do a reading like she's like she's wanting to to do this like to like sell this and and then I was like, no, don't say anything, like, cause I don't know, like, I've just been, like, really, like, awkward about this, but, like, now, like, I know this is what I'm meant to do, and so I'm just, like, so excited, I just, like, want to read everybody's chart, and I'm just, like, because honestly, oh, okay, okay, really quick, I know, I've been, like, 
my sound for you like I'm rambling on I'm sorry it's been like 15 minutes but I'm sorry but it's just like really cool stuff for me so the way that you know if you're meant to do the thing that you're meant to do is if it helps others the same amount as it helps you that you're not just giving and giving and giving um and I kind of feel like that's like how it was being a teacher like I was forcing these kids to love the um the French and Indian War for instance and like they get into it sometimes like depending on like what kind of teacher you are but when it comes to because like the that's always been me like I've always wanted to share information like my goal in life is to create and share information or knowledge or however you want to call it and so I feel like here it's like all of my worlds melding um so if you don't know if this is your first episode listening um I have always been, like I was saying earlier, like that Taurus, like making sure everything I look put, well put together on the outside. So I did like the traditional like school, school, school. So out of high school, I went to Pepperdine. Um, I majored in psychology with a minor in math. Um, then from there, I got my master's in education and then I got a PhD in education and so it's like wild because psychology is all about like why we are the way we are and I didn't I didn't feel fulfilled in psychology like I feel like everything that I learned at, I, everything that I learned in high school like for AP psych like I didn't learn anything new in college so I was like okay psychology isn't a thing but like how do I get to know like people and so then I'm like okay well how do we like, I was, like, really interested in how we learn and how we process information. So that's why I decided to go into education. Like, maybe if I, like, adults, like, I was, like, hey, like, you're kind of done. Like, being who you are, you're going to be who you are. But maybe if I, like, study kids. And not, like, study, like, oh, I'm going to make them do all these, like, tests and stuff. But just obser- observations. And so that's why I became a teacher. Well, not why, but one of the reasons why I enjoyed teaching is that I was able to like when a kid had that like breakthrough moment like that aha it was the absolute coolest thing in the entire world and just like being around that energy all the time just like like, made me feel alive but it's also like I was saying like I didn't I hated like pushing knowledge onto someone who was who didn't want it people just didn't don't want to know the Pythagorean theorem for instance and then, yeah, like, you it's honestly true. You don't, you don't need it. And I feel like that's why our, like, our education system is so um, outdated because back then, like, there was such a funny meme about a calculator and that, yeah, like, I remember, like, in middle school, like, oh, well, you're not going to have a calculator, like, to figure this out. So you have to learn how to do it by hand. But Why? Now, obviously, like, then, whatever, before calculators were, I mean, before you had your calculator on your phone, because that was, like, the funny joke for math teachers, like, oh, you're not going to be carrying a calculator around, but literally, we carry our phone around everywhere that has a calculator, and the same thing goes for any other kind of knowledge. If you, if you're interested in something, and you, and it's in your birth chart, (laughs) go everything to birth chart, um, you're gonna want to learn it, and you're gonna, you're gonna feel drawn to it. And I feel like I was such a big proponent for education, especially in the liberal arts. I have a lot of articles out, like if you want to go look me up, but it wouldn't be under Laura Lynn, it'd be under Laura Delatori. Um, Lynn's my middle name. And so yeah, so I have a bunch of articles out. I was an academic and 
I would talk about like how you don't know what you don't know and so how like that's why I would want kids to know like all like four subjects like math history English and science because from there like those are like the building blocks to all everything else and I felt that if you like knew that you like something about something that you would go and dive deeper but the thing is is that you don't need those building blocks and that's like why I'm like low-key like super against education now like I've done kind of like a 180 because like how do I put it that everything that you need is already inside of you and if you want to go look at something they're books go read but you will have this desire to do so. And I'm not saying like, oh, like ban all schools and stuff. Like I feel like school is such a great thing that not so much like the structure, but about kids being able to socialize and to build up these like human qualities. But I feel like that's where it should be. Teach, like if it were up to me and to redo the entire curriculum for K through 12, I would say like focus on like human characteristics focus on creativity focus on developing your own skills um i'm kind of thinking of like dr x and like the school that he had for um for the gifted children and each one of them had their own thing because each one of them had their own gifts and it should also kind of be like how it is in college where you get to choose what interests you like why do we have to wait until college to to choose what we're interested in like why can't why can't first graders choose what they're interested in they know what they're interested in ask them I've taught first grade many many years they know I was at kindergarten but I only taught kindergarten for like a summer so I don't want to like but honestly, I feel like kindergartners would be able to too, but I feel like they also, like, kindergartners, they don't really need the choice kind of thing because in kindergarten, like, they're barely starting out, you know? They don't even know, like, what school is, so I think it's important to, like, go over, like, just, like, human rules, like, be kind, be respectful, stuff like that. I don't know how we got this whole tangent about education, but... Oh, yeah, but the thing is that I was giving and giving and giving to educate to my kids, and I wasn't really getting that energy back, and it's not their fault, you know? Um, and so that's how I know that it wasn't for me. Like, I wasn't being fulfilled by being a teacher, and that's what's so cool about birth chart reading is that I am sharing information. I am teaching people about themselves, and who doesn't love learning about themselves? And so I get, like, that energy back, but not just necessarily from them, but then I also get it, like, from my own thing. Like, um, I would, I love learning about this stuff so much that by, like I said, I had no idea how different Leo Rising charts could look. And doing these over and over and over again, like, I'm able to, like, figure, like, new, have new discoveries. And so that's just going to make me a better birth chart reader. So, so yeah, that was, like, a whole tangent about how that's how you know when it's meant for you where you're giving it your all but you feel like you're getting that energy right back like you're doing it for them for to teach them and everything but you're also doing it for you so that you can keep learning and keep developing as a person um okay so I think I'm ready to get into it so like I said I'm gonna tell you like what each sign means 
like wherever the placement is so i'm not gonna go through like oh if this is in 12th house this is yours in 8th house i'm gonna say just in general so we'll start at the beginning a very good place to start <laughs> um so aries and i say so if you don't know um i say that at the beginning because the natural ruler of the first house is Aries. And why? Because Aries is that leadership house. And so depending on where Aries is, I'll give you an example of my own chart, but um, depending on where Aries is, that's where you feel that you can lead. That's the part of your life that, that you can lead. But it's, so that's like the good side. But the bad side is that sometimes you come across as too blunt. And that's the thing about the Aries. So for me, it's in my third house. And so obviously, like, I'm a communicator. I have this podcast. I'm writing books. I, I communicate. I love sharing my ideas and putting things out there. But the thing is, is that I suck at emails and it's gotten to a point where I'm like getting like anxious to even respond to emails because I'm just so blunt that it comes across that I'm like rude or I'm just like, I'm not good at emails. Um, and so like, that's like the hard part about Aries. And so wherever yours is in your chart, that's like what, how yours would be. So for instance, let's just choose a random one. So if you're Aries, I wish it was like a classic. Someone give me a number. Um, okay, so right here is the eight. Um, I've been recording this segment for 18 minutes. So um, eight. So Aries in the eighth house. So the eighth house is about like transformation and growth and death and sex and all of that. So Aries that you would you feel comfortable sharing your your transformation you feel you don't feel awkward talking about sex um you're but the thing is that sometimes like maybe like too much in that in that regard where you are always like making like sex jokes or you um yeah you're just like kind of like blunt when it comes to things or on the opposite maybe like you judge a lot that like the transformation that like you're like yeah like I changed like why can't you kind of think and like that's like a Aries thing okay next one is Taurus so Taurus the natural rulers in the second house and so kind of what I was saying before with like Taurus like loving everything like being so put together and um yeah being so put together loving like the beautiful things of life that's like very Taurus energy and the natural ruler and it's the natural ruler of the second house and the second house is all about money and so like that's like obviously a clear thing is that um so like when you have money you appear put together and so when you don't have money you're kind of flailing around like how am I gonna get money um and so really like that's what that Taurus energy is about and so wherever it is on your chart that Taurus is going to say like you you act like you're put together um even if you might be and so like that's even if you might not be and so that's like why in mine it's in my fourth house and so for me my family life 
appears put together when it wasn't and I feel like that's like what my challenge is is I'm moving away from like my parents and sister kind of family to now with my husband and my dogs kind of family and now it is stable in here but like my mentally I'm still over there with like my with my birth family and so I'm learning to move into my chosen family and yeah so let's do another random one so it's 55 seconds right now on this part so we'll do the fifth house so if you have a fifth house in Taurus then uh, so the fifth house is about like self-expression and um basically like putting yourself out there it also includes like kids it includes uh romance love like there's like the good stuff of life and so if your Taurus is in your fifth house the positive would be that that you're put together and that you're able to express yourself and you love like the beautiful things of life and you are very solid in who you are as a person but if you're not developed then maybe that place is that you're the part of insecurity where you where people see you as put together but on the inside that you're really not when it comes to like who you are like people think that they know who you are but it's not your true self so um so yeah, that's that Taurus so it's kind of like with the horns like the bull you know like the horns like you are like I'm good I'm good but on the inside it's like am I good um because like we're kind of like, tore the bulls kind of portrayed as like mean like mean mugging kind of thing um but on the inside it, you're like a complete softy I feel like a lot of them are like that, though, where you have, like, this, like, mean exterior or, like, hard exterior, but you're soft on the inside, and I feel like that's, like, part of what the journey is with humans, that we start off hard and then we soften up. Um, This just popped into my head about there's this thing about if you boil, um, if you boil a potato, it becomes soft. But if you boil an egg, it becomes hard. So it's not so much about like the boiling part. It's about like what you're made of and you get to choose. Do you want to be a potato or do you want to be an egg? Um, when like things get tough. Okay, moving right along to the third house, which is in Gemini. And so with Gemini, Geminis are very, like, talkative, they're very playful, they're very inquisitive. I would say wherever you have Gemini in your chart, that that is, like, where you have your most fun. And so, for instance, if Gemini is in your 10th house of career, then I would say that you're an academic or that you love to learn, like, stuff like that. Um, but if Gemini is in your fifth house, like it is for me, then it's like where you just like love creativity, you love expressing yourself. And for me, it's been like kind of hard. Like at first I was like, do I want to show my true self? Do I want to put myself out there? And like now it's getting easier and easier. And starting next week, if you're interested, I'm going to do a hundred days of creative things on my tiktok so it's gonna be a series on it's laura lynn uh it's the handle for my tiktok and so every day i'm gonna show the creative thing that i did that day and i'm really gonna try to make sure i get every single day 
hundreds of creative stuff. So yeah, so that's what I say for Gemini. Um, cancer is about your emotions. Um, oh, I first say the natural ruler of Gemini. The natural ruler of Gemini is the third house about communication. <laughs> exactly what I was saying. All right, moving on. So cancer, the natural house is the fourth house. So you should be emotionally tied to your family if everything is good and peachy and rosy. Um, but if you're not good with your family and you have your fourth house in cancer, then it means you have like that hard exterior of a shell and your chosen family is the one that's going to like soften you up. Um, Leo is, I didn't talk about where the cancer, but like where it is in other charts. So, um, wherever you have cancer, like that's where you need to soften up. (laughs) Wow. That's funny. Um, for me, my cancer is in my sixth house, so that's about, like, day jobs and health and, um, what else? Routines. And so, I feel like I'd always try to be, like, this type A thing, and I'm now realizing that that's where I need to soften up and be like, you're not a type A person, you're a creative person, just, like, let your freak flag fly kind of thing is like what I'm listening hearing right now um yeah so that's that's cancer uh Leo this is where you want the spotlight in your life and a developed Leo will love the spotlight but a not developed Leo will not want that spotlight on themselves and so that's like why it's so been so interesting like reading these Leo risings because um, these little rising charts because they're all on different levels of that that journey of going from wanting to be in the shadows to now wanting to like be out into the open and to be when you're your best self is that when you just want the spotlight on you but the spotlight is so big that by being on you it's going to be on everybody else whereas I see that Leo risings a lot of the time like I said I've been doing a lot of Leo rising charts just like by coincidence that a lot of times especially when they want to put themselves in the dark when they're not fully developed yet they'll put the spotlight on everybody else in their life and so if you know somebody or if you are leorizing um these people will when having a conversation they'll just let you talk and they just they're not they're not like they don't they're not mean about it how do I put it like they're not they want you to talk it's not like you're being rude by not letting them talk like they don't want to like they want the the attention all on you like they they're genuinely interested into what you have to say that they don't want it on them um and so that's like with my leo rising friends i always try to be like well what about you and then you guys always give me like this lame answer just like oh like it's good like da 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 and then even when something big happens um my friend who's a leo rising just it's going through a breakup right now or so I think I don't even know because she's like I'm gonna text him and see like if we can work things out and so then I texted her and I was like hey like so like what's going on she's like oh I'll update you later I'm just like I want to know now but yeah those are Leo risings for you um so yeah so Leo's is wherever it is on your chart it just means that either this is the part that you hide the most or this is the part that you show off the most and the point is that you're trying to get to the place where you can show off the most. 
whoa mind blown so this is what i mean this was so cool about reading charts that by reading other people's charts or even now that i'm just doing like a general thing in my own chart it makes so much sense because my leo is in my seventh house and so my seventh house the seventh house is about partnerships um whether they're romantic or not it's just like a trusting relationship and so basically it's either that you want it, that you're trying to hide it and my husband when we first started dating he would get so mad at me because I would never post them on any of my socials never wow yeah 100% never did it until he like begged me to and then I put it for his birthday and I was just like mm, happy birthday man I suck but yeah I like because the thing is that I feel like every single part of my life was like always being like ripped to shreds and like being torn apart that like this was the one thing that I didn't want anyone else to to have access to like this is mine like this is like it's like a little kid with a teddy bear like don't like holding onto it so tight that I don't want anyone else to even see him like this is mine like it's like the one thing that I can call mine oh my gosh I feel like I'm gonna cry I'm like going through my own breakthrough um but but yeah like that's literally how it felt how it still feels like I feel like a little bit lately I've been like okay like you want to see him like quick like here you can see him real fast man but yeah so basically like this is what I'm saying these are like set of instructions on how to make your life better how to have your ideal life follow these instructions so for me Leo being in my seventh house I have to be so open with my love with any kind of like deep partnership that I have I have to be so open I have to like be able to shout it from the mountaintops and be like this is me this is this is the part of my life that I want everybody to know about but I'm not there yet and I'm still growing and I'm I feel like like even like when my my sister moved in with us and it was an awful experience <laughs> she literally left in three weeks like it was so bad but she and I before things went sour um we had to have this like little revelation that I like my husband and like we've built this fortress because when we first got together nobody wanted us to be together like not his parents not my parents not even our friends and like now I kind of see why like looking back like it is kind of crazy that I went from having a um a traumatic abusive relationship for like three years to then being a party girl where I would literally go to raves by myself and there's nothing wrong with that I loved it I had such a great time um that's actually how I met my husband I went to a rave by myself and then I ran into him ran into his group and then like kiss at the end of the night like the five literal fireworks and then figurative fireworks and then and then we started dating like almost instantly then um not almost instantly like literally like day after we were like official um and then I freaked out because I'm like you're too perfect there's no way you're this perfect like what's wrong with you I broke up with him ran away to Europe that's my Sagittarius moon so I'll talk about Sagittarius in a bit um then we when I was in Europe I was actually in where was I I was in Vienna and I was like I have a month to figure out either I'm gonna be with him for the rest of my life or I'm gonna break up with him and then be completely done 
literally within that month and he didn't know this by the way like this was like completely coincidental i don't know if that's a word but it was, it was literally tank like there are no coincidences um literally to the day that month later he proposed and obviously i said yes and so yeah like on the outside that sounds crazy like everyone that's why everyone was like that's not gonna work like you literally broke up to get back to get engaged <laughs> and so literally we only so i always say oh we dated for four months before we got engaged but no it was probably like two and a half months we broke up for like a month and a half and then we got engaged <laughs> oh my gosh does that sound crazy but that's the thing is that like i like i feel like i'd always been like really open with like my love in the past that this was like the one thing that I knew like in my, my soul picked him and I feel like barely now is like my ego starting to like warm up and be like okay like now I know why you picked him soul kind of thing um because I feel like my ego would try to pick fights and I don't know if it was like my Leo stuff there or my Sagittarius moon again with the whole emotions thing and now we're just like going to the whole deep thing of me so let's move on <laughs> But yeah, wherever you have your Leo, that's where you need to like basically put more spotlight on there. Or if you are already there, like amazing for you. Like I'm really happy for you. But that's like where I am right now and trying to allow people to come into our relationship because oh yeah, that's what my sister and I were talking about that. Like he and I have built this fortress and we don't let anybody see our true love. Like on the outset, everyone always sees that we we fight. <laughs> Like, literally. And whenever we're around other people, we fight. But, like, inside, like, our fortress, we love each other so much. And we have this deep, deep connection that no one else can see. And I feel like I kind of like it that way. And I've been comfortable with that. But I feel like here, as I'm reading my birth chart to you, it's actually, like, my birth chart's telling me that I need to share him and share that and put that spotlight on our love because it really, it's like the most truest, deepest love. Man, I'm going to cry again. The, like, I feel like I've ever experienced, but I feel like that anybody's ever experienced. Like, I want everybody to feel this deep, deep love that my husband and I have for each other. Okay, wipe the tears away. <laughs> but, okay, so the natural ruler of Leo, though, is the fifth house, which is all about self-expression. So, like, being your biggest self and like taking up space and like being who you are and all that kind of stuff okay next is virgo oh my gosh i've already talked for so much and we're not even halfway oof this is gonna be a long episode so virgo virgo okay so i'm gonna obviously i would get more way more into this during a reading but just like very briefly sometimes if you're having a block um, like for instance, with me and my self-expression, I have, I have a stellium in my fifth house in Gemini. So what that means is that what I've noticed by reading people's charts is either that if you don't have any planets or if you have too many planets, it, that means that it's something that you're either going to have to like work on or something that you already kind of got because you have so much like, ener like energy helping you in that subject or in that like house that you are good now or 
it's that you have so much in there and you've been ignoring it and so that's why it's like gonna hit you and then similarly with the with the um, houses that don't have any placements that either it's like a blank slate like you've already worked on it in a black in a past life that like you're chilling on there or it means that that's like where you need to put your attention in because you have no placements that you can literally write your own story so like depending on the chart I can tell you which one you are but um that's just like an overall thing that I've seen but anyway so sometimes um if you are stuck in one in one part of your life so let's say that you're stuck in your second house that it's really hard for you to make money or to keep money you may feel like you're cursed with money and it, there's no there are no planets in there so what you would do is that you would look on the opposite side of it so um for Taurus that's like the natural ruler of the second house and so the opposite of it is Scorpio so you need like that Scorpio energy so basically dive into like the spiritual spiritual aspect of it and that's how you're going to be able to make money um and so for me with my Gemini like I knew ever since I was little I loved being creative I'd always do creative stuff but then everyone would tell me like oh but you're good at math like I skipped a math grade when I was like in second or third grade and so I've always been a year ahead in my math. And so it always made me feel kind of weird because, like, when I was a junior, I was in um, AP IEB Calc, and I was the only junior girl. Like, there was, like, these these um, two other guys that were um, in my Calc class that were, like, my year, but I always felt so, so like, self-conscious about being the only girl in my higher level math classes and everyone always told me growing up that if I'm good at math then I can't be creative and I hate every single not hate I feel like that's a little strong but I strongly dislike every single person who ever told me that because it was like literally like putting like dirt on top of my fifth house in Gemini and just like snuffing my creativity and my self-expression to the point where when my Saturn return came around and I was like I have no idea who I am and it was like this like really like deep dark place where I'm like I have no idea who I am anymore because I feel like I've always been living for other people and I've always been doing like math and stuff like I minored in math like I said earlier because that's what everyone told me to do and that I can't be creative because of all this stuff. And now, look at me, like I just said, I'm gonna do like the 100 things of creativity. Like I literally wrote down the things that I like to do, like just like fun things that I like to do. And I got 21 things I like like literally do, like not every single day, I do every single one of them, but like I've been keeping up with like 21 different like hobbies. And they're all creative and they're all about self-expression. So like I feel like I have a lot of things in my Gemini, in the fifth house, in Gemini and a lot of it is about like creativity and self-expression and playfulness and having fun and all of that to say is that it has been so hard for me to like break out of that shell so when you have a block like that you look to the opposite side and so for Gemini it's Sagittarius Sagittarius is all about being free and about um yeah like being free being carefree being a free spirit um not letting anyone like dampen your mood and so you I need to like have some of that Sagittarius energy and I have to like channel that Sagittarius energy in order to like come back and like help me with my Gemini self so all of this to say um so that's what you do when you have a block because you never know like what happened like whatever like traumatic things happen to you in your life and the thing is like that sounds so lame like 
oh, like, I got traumatized by loving math. But, like, saying it sounds silly, but, like, honestly, like, what how I view trauma is that trauma is um, something that you haven't been able to necessarily work through by yourself because you just have, like, these, like, deep roots. And sometimes, like, it's really hard to, like, pull yourself out of that. You need help to pull yourself out of that so that the roots are no longer, are no longer there. Um, so, yeah, that's how that whole stuff works. So, back to the whole Virgo. So, Virgo is a very tricky sign. So, wherever Virgo is in your chart, that's where you overthink. And if you either don't have Virgo in your chart or... Um, you have a Virgo rising, then that means you overthink everything to the point where it can become a hindrance. To the point where you may even go and get diet, like have like mental health issues because the overthinking, the anxiety is so overwhelming. Because, okay, that's just like, okay, unpopular opinion really quick. There's no such thing as mental health issues. Okay, hold on, like listen to this part. So the way that I see it is that, like I said, the chart is here. Everything that you've ever experienced is going to be here. If it's in your heart, it's in your chart. I I firmly 100% believe that. So I would love to know like the charts of people who like, let's say like have like bipolar disorder or something, you know? Um, and even like myself, like I feel like I self-diagnose all the time and I'm like, I have ADHD and I have BPD, like borderline personality disorder. Like when I watch these things on TikTok, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's me. Oh my gosh, that's me. And the thing is, is that everybody has all like you, like you can't put anybody in a box because even if you've been like clinically diagnosed as, as, um, bipolar, like you, you're going to have a different experience than the other person that was also clinically diagnosed as bipolar. And the thing is, is that once you start putting labels on yourself, then it's just going to, like, make you, like, dive deep into this this hole. And talking about astrology, like, growing up, I was like, I'm a Leo. So I'm a Leo son. So that is my whole personality. And because I didn't know who I was. And so I would just take that Leo and I'm like, this is my whole entire personality. That is it and forget anyone who who doesn't agree with me kind of thing like I have no other parts of myself like forget my Aquarius rising forget my Sagittarius moon like I am just a Leo and I feel like it's because I was told like that and then same thing with like my creativity stuff like you're not creative because you like math I was literally always told that so the same thing goes for mental health if you're always told that you have anxiety or that you have depression or that you have ADHD your brain it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy you're going to act that way whereas if you remove that if you remove that that part and you look at your chart you'll be able to figure out okay what do I need to do because the thing is that a lot of people who suffer from mental illness it's because they've literally driven themselves crazy because they don't know where to go like they don't have a plan and that's why you would say like someone who's like quote-unquote normal they have they 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 have the plan they execute the plan no problem whereas someone with ADHD that's why I say something that I have ADHD is that I go like there's a great one on TikTok about ADHD where it's like 
he's like trying to like take his pills but he he forgot his phone and then the phone like to look on the way to looking for the phone he realized that his dog doesn't have water so he gives him his dog water but then when he sees that he's like oh i didn't put away this toilet paper so then he tries to go put the toilet paper away but then he hears the phone again so he's like oh i need to go get the phone and it's like this whole like thing and then you feel like you get nothing done and i actually like one of my first tiktoks i said that like people who have adhd like why don't we like because i feel like a lot of times we're like like, no, like, we, like, re, like, we tell ourselves, like, no, forget everything else, like, just do this one task, just do the task, don't let the other distractions come in, just do the task, and, but I feel like that's, like, also, like, a hindrance to you, because if you just go and do that task, like, your mind's going in these different ways for a reason, and so either there's, like, something deep down, like, there's a deep root that we need to pull out, like, with the whole trauma stuff, and that's gonna be found in your chart, or that your your mind is sending you to these different things because maybe it's trying to like protect you or there's like actually basically yeah so if that is the case it's also deep rooted so also we need to pull that stuff out so that's well that's my take my hot take on um mental health that like I'm not saying that if you feel this way if you feel like you have bipolar disorder that you don't but the thing is is that don't label yourself and go book a reading or even like just like right now like what I'm doing this like look it up for yourself see where it is why you feel like you have that like what happened in your life and like where do you where do you go from here um and like what I was saying at the beginning of the episode with DNA that they like our cells have strict rules of like this is what you got to do and if they don't do it, then that's when your body like shuts down, you know? So same thing with us. We have to do it or like we're going to be shut down. We have to listen to what was presented to us. So what was, what we chose, our soul contract, what we chose before we came to this life. So... So that's like what I think about that. So back to the Virgo and Pisces. So I debated having these be separate episodes because it's like getting just so long and I'm like not even halfway. But it's just going to be a super long episode because I just want it all to be together. So Virgo and Pisces. So that's like how I got on the whole like subject of mental health because Virgo is where you overthink. And then opposite of Virgo is Pisces, which is... Okay, Pisces, they are, basically they play the victim. Like, being blunt, my airy self being blunt as fuck right now. Like, Pisces, they have this, like, imaginary world where they see themselves as, like, the victim. And, like, even if it's, like, not like that at all, the way, like, the way that they see it is so real that you can't sway their, you can't sway how they think. So I like to see it as wherever you have your Virgo and your Pisces, like this is where you have the most issues. And that's what's so cool about um, doing the birth chart readings is that once you're able to like get through that, you're straight chilling. And I'm, I'm still working through mine. So we're going to just dive deep into my trauma right now. And the thing is, like, it's not even traumatic. Like, I don't know why, like, where it comes from, but here we go. So, my Pisces is in my second house. 
so about money and my sister and I had this like whole like deep thing and I was like but I don't really understand like how I see myself as the victim when it comes to money and then she's like oh my gosh are you kidding and so like we basically like found out that that I do this that I feel like I can't fail that I can't mess up that I can't do any of these different things because I feel like I have to, like, I play the victim, that I have to, like, pour me, I have to, like, lift everybody up, and that they won't think that I'm successful if I have no money, and so I feel like that's, like, why for me, I've either had a lot of money or no money, or a lot of money or no money, and I feel like right now I have no money, and I feel like it's, like, finally, like, this cycle is ending, and I'm, like, I'm like doing like um what's it called where it's like a slingshot where you like pull back and I'm gonna like be able to like soar so far so high up because I'm like doing all this work now um and I'm like stop I'm gonna stop seeing myself as the victim and just see myself like Pisces once again for me the whole creativity thing Pisces are very creative Pisces are very um like intuitive and compassionate and kind and they they flow like water and they encompass the, the last signs we'll talk go more in depth with that but um but yeah like that's what Pisces is and so that's like why I'm like working towards that and then my opposite is Virgo and so Virgo I mean eighth house is all about death and sex and all that kind of stuff and and transformation and I feel like my overthinking self in that regard is like why one of the reasons why I have the podcast that I wanted to document my journey that's a very Virgo thing to do to like be organized and to um to do all of that but then the overthinking part comes with death and for as long as I can remember I have always been so afraid of death and not necessarily like my own death but like the death of like my loved ones and even like even now talking about it like quote-unquote on the air is such a breakthrough for me because before I couldn't even say it out loud I was just so afraid and the only time that I've ever written it down was during my annual perfection year when I was 19. When, you, when you're 19, you're in your eighth um, house for your end of perfection year. And that was the only time I ever writ, wrote it down. That I was like how scared I was. And it's like really interesting to like see like my Virgo self like come out when it comes up to death and transformation and all of that. And so, so yeah, that's the part where I overthink. So that's Virgo so those are like the negative parts of Virgo but the positive parts of Virgo is that you're very kind you're very compassionate you're very caring and nurturing um yeah like you are organized you're careful stuff like that um so yeah that's where Virgo is but it's natural it naturally rules over um, the fifth house, which is about routines, day jobs, all that kind of stuff. So kind of cool that like in those regards, like you do need to have this like organized, like overthinking self. Um, so yeah, there are like good things about Virgo, but a lot of the times it's like where you overthink and where you overanalyze and all these different things. All right. On to the seventh house, which is, um, ruled by Libra. 
uh, the natural ruler is Libra, and so Libra is all about like balance. So ideally, you have a balanced relationship where you're getting, you're giving. It's like peachy and great. Um, but what I've noticed, and a lot of people say this, that Libras are fake, and Libras are this, and Libras are that. And it, I feel like the reason is because Libras want to have that balance where they want to please everybody, but by pleasing everybody, they're pleasing nobody. And so then they come across as fake. Or on the opposite of that, they Libras are also like super extra and sometimes they may be too much and so a lot of people are like um like you're being too much like calm it down so the way that i see is wherever your libra is in your chart that's either where you have your too much gene or you're just too much in that or it's that you um wow that you come across as fake because you're trying to please everybody fuck that just like hit me in my heart right now because I have Libra in my ninth house which is about like higher learning about travel about um about even like spirituality you know and so like maybe that's like why like I may have come across as fake to the spiritual community because I um wanted always wanted to like be for everybody where if I wanted like I wanted it to be like I'm balanced that I wanted so I thought that I wanted people who aren't spiritual to like get those people to come in and I feel like if you listen to my interviews I talk about that a lot like well how do we help like other people like get into like to understand this spiritual stuff and every single person I've asked that to every single person has said that you can't you have to just like be you self-express in your own way and the people who are gonna come are gonna come and I feel like that's like a hard thing for for your wherever your Libra is because you want to come across as balanced that you want to come across as being part of both teams but you have to choose a side and that's really hard for Libra but like I feel like now that like, I have my books and like now I'm doing like, the the birth chart readings like I'm picking a side because for the longest time I I would never, ever post anything on my personal one about spiritual stuff. And the other day, I was just telling my husband, like, forget that. Like, because I've been, like, trying to run, like, the Ground and Spirits account and my account. And I even started one for Bella Spree from my publishing company. Mm, it ain't working out. So I told my husband the other day, like, forget that. I'm just going to put everything on my own personal one. And whoever wants to see it can see it. But for the longest time, I was still trying to, like, be part of, like, that academic, like, how I, how I felt like everyone else had always seen me. But I'm done with that. Like, I'm choosing a side, and it's this side. It's the spiritual side. And so I'm just, like, going in full force. So so if you want to follow me, that would be cool. It's lauralyn.com. I mean, <laughs> it is. That's also the website. But my handle on um, Instagram is it's lauralyn. So, so, yeah. So that's Libra. Um... Let's see. I before I was like doing other ones, but now I'm just gonna do my own, and it's natural because this is taking way too long. Um, like I said, if you want to book a reading, I can get so in depth with just you. But like, look how, like, so the cheapest reading is like ten bucks, and it's like for a quick like twenty minute or fifteen minute thing. Um, 
but the longest one is two hours and that one's 115 dollars and i mean like you can see like here i'm just talking about like the general stuff and it's already been over an hour so so yeah but granted like i have been like doing a lot of like tangents and stuff but i feel like i will be doing tangents in your life or like you'll be telling me about like your life with like how it applies to you and like what you want to know more about so like that's like why the prices are the way that they are like I really tried to like make it affordable for everybody um but yeah so that's what's going on there moving right along to Scorpio so this is in the eighth house is the natural ruler I mean like Scorpio is the natural ruler of the eighth house and Scorpio is all about like that mysterious part like that it's like magnetic and intense and it's going into like that spiritual stuff it's wise it's resourceful um but a lot of people see them as like they're ready to sting they're ready they're ready to come at you like 10 times stronger they're ready to um they're like super secretive and they they like but i feel like that's also why they attract is because they're so secretive and they're so into them they're like their own selves that they put up all these walls that people want to break them down but they can't and then the people just end up getting hurt and i feel like that's why we have like this like dark stigma against scorpios because of those traits but then the natural ruler so like the good part about scorpio is that when it comes to transformation and sex and death and birth and like changes and all that kind of stuff is that the Scorpio, the Scorpio can, um, is very adaptable. The Scorpio is going to do whatever it takes to survive and Scorpio is going to like take trust in itself and trust in its own instincts that, that it's going to make the right choice. Like if it does try to sting it's like for a good reason and it has to like know for facts you know because it's so fast like it can't like be hesitant and can't like scorpions are very direct and i feel like that's like what is needed in that eighth house um i've already kind of talked about this briefly but for me it's in my 10th house which is all about careers and i said this in my last one it's not necessarily the way but it, how do I put this? It's been in the past. I mean, it currently still is about careers. But the way that I see it is that how you come how you come out into the world. How do you come across in how you how you help people? And so I feel like by leading people into like the quote unquote dark, but into like the mysterious, into the um, the spiritual side. That that's how I'm going to like make the biggest impact. Basically, that's how I see the tenth house. How you gonna make the biggest impact, and that's why Scorpio is needed. And that's like, but that's also like the dark side kind of thing. And so a lot of people are scared about that, and I have been too. And so that's like what I'm currently learning about. Um. Okay. Next one is Sagittarius. So Sagittarius is a natural ruler of the ninth house, which is I talked about before, is about like travel, higher learning, um spirituality as well like all of that and so Sagittarius is all about being free and so like you're free to learn whatever you want to learn you're free to travel wherever you want to go so basically it's free being free in your mind and soul and spirit and your body and everything that you just feel that whatever you want to do you can do 
and you can be like an arrow like being shot out and into like you always hit your target and with whatever you want to do you're gonna get it because you feel you have this freedom those are the positives the negatives are that Sagittariuses tend to run away because we want to be free and we want to just fly away and just be in our own little world and that's why we run away so for me um having that be my moon sign I run away from emotions I don't like I don't like confronting my emotions um it's in my 11th house which is about like community and friends and stuff so I feel like I've always had I've never been like good with friends because I always feel like people just like leave me and I have like this like trauma about that um but I feel like it's probably just like me self-sabotaging so I feel like you said or Sagittarius wherever it is in your chart is a place where you self-sabotage so that's all where you need to look that's what you need to do to work at that but that's what's so cool about like that gemini sagittarius like dichotomy is that if you this is this is a place where you're blocked where you look literally are always self-sabotaging then you can look to your gemini and see like where um like how Gemini is also the placement of where you, it's like where you have the most fun, but that's also where you're the most liked. And I feel like it's because people are naturally drawn to people having fun. And so wherever, so basically if you're like self-sabotaging in one area of your life, the opposite part of that, of that area of your life is the place where you are the most loved. So tap into that, that where you're loved and then bring it into like where you self-sabotage so then you can like even that stuff out. And I just realized I didn't say like what the Scorpio was like on each of your houses. So, um, wherever Scorpio is, is the place where you need to dive deeper into yourself so, for instance, if Scorpio, what type is it? So, mm, is in your first house. So, if you're a Scorpio rising, I mean, that's easy to go into yourself. Um, seven, you need to go more into relationships and, like, actually, like, expose yourself. Um, three, if you are um, Scorpio, is in your third house, then you need to dive deeper in how you communicate and you need to get better at communicating period because chances are that if Scorpio is in your third house that you're not a good communicator and you just expect people to know who you who you like what you want to say when it's like there's so much more to it um so that's what I would say about Scorpio moving right along to Capricorn so the natural which is the natural ruler of the 10th house which is about like how you can help the world and like I feel like Capricorns like have this like bad rap about like they'll do anything for the coin like they just like want money like that's all they care about they'll do whatever it takes they're like they're so ambitious that they'll like push everyone down to get what they want and 100% true 100% true everything about Capricorn like that 100% true but the good part about that is that they give no fucks they give no fucks where they're like, this is my goal. Fuck everybody else. I'm achieving this goal and that's it. Like, I don't care. And yeah, so that's like what's so great about Capricorn. And that's why they can help the most people. Like I said, that's, that's how I see the 10th house. That it's like, how are you going to make the biggest impact? And that's why Capricorn is the natural ruler. Because they have that ambitious, disciplined spirit that no matter what, they're gonna get their shit done no matter what and I feel like all of us need a little bit more of that energy when it comes to 
having an impact in this world. Um, so a lot of people have said that wherever you have um, Capricorn, that's where you're going to make the most money in your life. So wherever, whatever sign, like, so for instance, if you had it in your fifth house, then by being creative, that's how you're going to make your money. Um, for me, I have it in my 12th house. So yeah, that one's like really hard. Like, what does that even mean? You know? But if you have it too, I'm going to try to figure it out for myself right now. So I might have some things. So Capricorn in your 12th house would be, so the 12th house is all about like, um, like the hidden. So it's like the deepest, darkest shadow of your soul kind of thing. Like if you watch Stranger Things, the 12th house is the upside down. And so the 12th house could be like your unconscious or subconscious or um, it's also a lot of people say this also like where your spirituality lies. Um, basically, it's the upside down. And so you literally have to go to like the dark side of the moon. And me being a Sagittarius moon is like, oof how am I gonna get to the other side I can barely I can barely look at this side um but yeah basically by like doing the shadow work that I feel like I have been working on personally like do I've been doing so many meditations and honestly like some people may look down upon this but I have like first like okay I think I've talked about this a little bit, like how I'm a stoner and stuff and how before I was like, hee hee hee, like I smoke weed and I was like kind of embarrassed about it. But like now I'm like, nah, fuck that. Like I like I'm like going more into like my like Scorpio midheaven where like I feel like Scorpio like embodies like all of like the dark thing, like all of the vices as well. But the thing is that Scorpio can um, like transmute those vices into positives. And so I feel like by me being a stoner, like I have been able, like, every time that I smoke, like, I always, like, thank the weed and think, like, how beautiful it is that it literally grew from the ground. It literally grew from a seed. Like, I feel like that's just so amazing that, that, like, God gave us this plant, you know? And so I always do that first. And then I always, like, set an intention, like, today I want to dive deeper into like this aspect of my life or that aspect of my life and I've never done it for the 12th house and maybe that's what I'll do today if I have time today is a pretty busy day happy father's day everybody by the way that's I'm recording this um the morning of father's day but but yeah like that's like mm, oh yeah so that's what I do and so I have this intention and then I'm able to like I can meditate obviously without weed but I feel like my mind just wanders so much and I know that's all about like practice and that's like why oh that's the next one's gonna come out on um on Wednesday her name is Tessa Lord like she's literally like the coolest person ever like she's literally like I feel like she's like an older me kind of thing um and so she even talks about it too that it's like a crutch that um that one day I'm not going to need it. I'm going to be able to be so in tune with who I am that I'm not going to need it. And I feel like I've known that, that I'm literally, it's like medicine, you know, it's like literally medicine and like how to get, it's like medicine for your mind, like how to get, like, this is the space that it feels good. Like kind of like with medicine, like when you teach your body, like if you have like antibiotics, like you need medicine, you know, it's teaching your body, like this is how you protect against this bug 
and then you're, you're silent and you don't need the antibiotics anymore same thing goes like with weed in your mind like this is like this is where this is where you need to get to and so eventually I'm not gonna need it anymore and then I'll be able to just like get into this state without any drugs and I feel like I've already gotten like a little better like I've been able to have like deep revelations without weed um and even like now when I was like doing this birth chart stuff um but I feel like right now I feel like I still do need weed to help me get to like that next level um so there's that but anyway so yeah so that's like what the upside down that's how I call it the 12th house and so by me like diving so that's why the thing is like with me is like I have to dive so deep into my dark side and really really truly embrace it and then then I'm gonna be solid and so that's like why my I feel like my Capricorn is in my 12th house and um last but not least we ended up like kind of skipping over um so I'll do like the little wrap-ups at the end but Aquarius is a natural ruler of the 11th house and that is <sighs> Aquarius is the place where you feel like you don't belong and that's like why like for me like I realized that's my superpower now but being Aquarius rising I feel I've always felt like I didn't belong anywhere I didn't feel like I belonged with my family or at school, or with friends. I never really felt like I belonged anywhere. Um, but it turns out that I belong everywhere. I just have to like find that space where I belong, and I have to create that space because um, Aquariuses are innovators. And so the 11th house that it rules over, this is the house of community and about your friends, but it's also about like your humanitarian efforts and how you're going to change the world. How are you going to innovate the world? So wherever you have Aquarius is where you a feel like you don't belong. But the thing is that the reason why you feel like you don't belong, whatever house that's in is because that is where you are going to create something. That's where you're going to innovate. So for instance, if you feel like you don't belong, um, in relationships because you're going to create a new kind of relationship that people may not approve of but that's where you're going to be able to find the love that's most for you you know if you feel like you don't belong in like higher education or like in travel like oh like that's not for me then that's because you're going to um you're going to create that space and that if by creating that space you're going to be able to allow other people to to come into that space oh my gosh that is so beautiful like um like I'm right now I'm willing to bet that this person is has an Aquarius in her ninth house um I was listening to this podcast with Joe Franco it's called not your average Joe and I honestly I'm sorry like I forgot the person I'll post it on the website of who this person is but she she was a um a basketball player in college but she really wanted to travel abroad and everyone was like black people don't travel like that's what she grew up she went to Kansas and so that's like what she grew up with listening to that like black people don't travel like the only reason that black people travel is to either see family or to move to America kind of thing is what she said and but she did it like she stayed out there after like traveling abroad um for her school but she stayed out there and she would just like 
she was basically homeless. She would just, like, go from, like, hostel to hostel and, like, do whatever they needed just to stay there the night. And, like, now she is probably by now, like, this episode came out a while ago, so she's probably a millionaire or plus by now. Um, but she was talking about how she literally made $50,000 in one day because she released a course on, like, how to travel kind of thing. And even, like, when she did, she put out her book, like, it was for pre-order. Within one day, she made $5,000. And it's because I feel like a lot of people do have this, like, stigma that black people can't travel. And so she felt like she didn't belong in that travel realm. But then she created this whole space. And now, like, she said, this is her quote, like, on that podcast that, a lot of people have reached out to her and have said, thanks to you, I am black and I'm traveling. And so, like, I just feel like that's so beautiful. And so, yeah, like, that's a very, like, Aquarius thing in the ninth house. Um, now I'm interested. I want to, like, maybe I could look her up and see if I'm right and I'll, I'll let you know. But I'm, like, willing to bet on it. That That's her thing. But, yes, yeah, so that's what's so beautiful about Aquarius is that we feel like we are, like, the misunderstood, the the forgotten sometimes like we don't belong anywhere but that's like because we're gonna make the biggest change and maybe like that's like kind of what it also says for me to be able to read these birth charts because I have my Aquarius in the first house and so the first house is about me you know and so by me feeling like I don't belong in any of the houses I'm going to make an impact on all of the houses and that's like kind of scary to like think about and I feel like I have been like kind of afraid of success but like I have to like step into it and know that I am going to make a difference in every single house and like every single part of the world and I have to like full-heartedly believe it in order for it to like come true and to have my best life and so yeah and then I've already kind of talked about it, but we'll talk about it again with Pisces being in the 12th house. So the reason why Pisces is the ruler of like how I call it the upside down is that Pisces is the place where you feel like you, um, like this is where you feel whole. So when, once you stop playing the victim, like I was talking about earlier with the whole Virgo thing, once you stop playing the victim, this is where you're going to feel whole. And so basically by learning to love that darkest part about yourself that shadow self once you're able to learn about that and like love it and do all of that then you're going to become whole you're going to like yeah you you have your two sides like dark side of the moon like the light side of the moon and by learning to love all of it you're going to become whole so wherever you have pisces that's the part that you're going to need it to to be whole. And so, like, if you have your Pisces in your seventh house, then that's, like, where you're going to, like, being in love, that's when you're going to feel whole. And I feel like sometimes that feels wrong, especially like what everyone's saying, like, in society, like, oh, you, you don't need, like, I don't need a man kind of thing, like, independent woman. But the thing is, is that not necessarily that you need a man, but, like, that, like, not that you're missing it either. It's that in a relationship is where you feel whole so like for me with the money and second house is like when I have money then I'll feel whole like I won't need like that's the thing that's the thing it's like you don't need anything else like you don't need okay like this is all true but I'm like every time that I say it, it sounds bad so let me think of a different house um 
we've talked about that and this is the house that I haven't talked about maybe the fourth house so if you have Pisces in there then maybe like you had a rough like upbringing but like by like learning to either love your birth family or create a new chosen family that's where you're gonna feel whole um fifth house once you're able to like self-express and to like really love that dark side of you and share it with the world and that's when you're gonna feel whole um sixth house once you are able to oh that's actually a really good one like with health and stuff like if you have pisces in the sixth house then it's that you always feel like the victim like that it's because of my body that i'm not successful but the thing is that once you learn to love your body then you'll be successful whoa okay so that that, that was the best example so let's like apply that back to like the seventh house one so maybe you feel like you're not worthy of love and you're not you feel like you'll never find love but once you love that that part of yourself that feels unworthy then you'll find your partner like that and then so with me with the money is that maybe i don't hmm that feeling with money so there's a part oh okay okay okay. got it got it got it got it i'm gonna make money once i stop once I stop, like, um, like the reason why I want money is for the longest time. Like I just can't, I had this revelation like a few days ago. I always wanted to like make money to be like, see mom, like I made it. Like, like she always was like, you quit your job. Like, why are you quitting your job? Like, and then even like now when we're having money troubles, like I literally had to like humble myself and like literally ask for money, which I've never done. And it's been so hard for me to do. Um, and she's like, see, I told you, like, you just don't want to work. And it's like, I'm literally been busting my ass, like, working. And so, like, it was just, like, really hard to, like, hear that. But the thing is, is that I have to, like, remove that and, like, focus on me. And once I make money, once I, like, focus on making money for myself, and, like, Pisces is also, like, with the creativity, like, through creativity, that's how I'm going to make money. Um. So, yeah, basically with Pisces is, like, how you feel whole and how you feel like you're going to um, love all the different sides of you. All of like the darkest parts. And so yeah, so that's your Pisces. So those are all of the different things. And so through this episode, I'm sure you'll be able, from the last one and this one, you'll be able to like kind of figure yourself out more. But if you want to know even more, you should book a reading with me. I'm going to... Um, it's going to be on the website and so everything will be there that you can just go it's through paypal to like pay for it and then i'm gonna have like a google form just to like fill it out and see like just like some information about you before we get started um and then i'll like walk you through all of your houses and then we'll also so depending on like what which one you buy it's either your big three your big six all of your planets and then like the most expensive one is like your planets and your aspects and so in the meantime I will still like next Sunday I'll talk about the planets and then from there we'll talk about the aspects so it's like a whole like series of like how to read your birth chart um but like I said if you want to learn more um about yourself and about like what you're here to do and what you're meant to do um book a reading with me all right i hope you have a wonderful day 
Um, and I will, on Wednesday, like I said, the Tesla Lord episode is going to come out. Um, that episode, it's really about like learning to embrace being a free spirit. And like, you'll hear it even on the, on the thing, like we found out, like we have like a very similar, um, like chart energies. And so it was like really cool to like see that. And, and yeah, so that's what that episode is going to be about. And that's going to come out on Wednesday. And then on Sunday is when I'll do the planets. So that is it for today. Bye everybody. Thank you so much for everything and for staying to the end. And I hope to see you in my reading soon. Bye.